This is the Schnauzer Logic Radio Company. And this is not the podcast, episode number two, being recorded on Saturday, August the 20th, 2022. Son of Easter, my friends, Son of Easter, and welcome. You have managed to tune in, latch on, and otherwise download that stream of bits known around the world as Not the Podcast. Yes, this is not the podcast you were told about. This is not the podcast you wanted. And this is certainly not the podcast my parents would be proud of. Nevertheless, here we are. My name is Robin Goldstein. I'm your host. I'm your buddy. I'm your pal. I'm also a straight white Buddhist vegetarian lesbian fraternity brother, fraternity boy. I forget what I am. Trapped in the body. There you go. A recovering transsexual woman patent attorney with a bizarre sense of humor and a master's degree in city planning. And I am thrilled and delighted to welcome each and every one of you. Here to our second, technically third, at some point I'm going to stop with the dual math. Feels like this is the some kind of organized crime and I'm keeping two sets of books. Anyhow, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to welcome you to our, to our, uh, our, our episode, which technically was supposed to be recorded on a Wednesday. This is now the second time that I've recorded an episode on a Saturday, even though I thought that this was going to be a Wednesday show, but uh, maybe it's turning out to be a Saturday show. Who the heck knows? Listen, before we get going, I need to introduce all of our regular guests, the people that uh, in the past have made this such a wonderful thing, and we'll tell you about them at some point, but right now, just here they are. Home networking. Kiss my ass! Stop laughing. It's not funny. When is a good fairy going to... Take off my penis. It's none of your business. It may be silly, but I guess we have to ask it. Are you are you are you gay? It's none of your business. Nonsense, babber. English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? This is crap. It's just radio. I'm Brian Cox. There you go. I know some people may not like that. <laughs> it feels like, especially without context, it's like, why the fuck are you playing that? But it's it's 23 seconds long, and so it feels to me like if I've 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 gotten rid of most of the other elements of the show that I used to bring forward for my radio program and old podcasts and things of that nature. And so please give me that. Give me, give me Kipadada hanging up the phone. That's, by the way, that's the very first sound you hear. That is the late, great uh, stand-up comedian Kip Adada. Uh, may his memory be a blessing. Uh, at the very, very beginning, um, and uh, the, the, the online, I've explained this before, back in the day I interviewed Kip Adada. This was in the era of, of um, uh, downloading MP3s and Napster, and I wound up playing a bunch of Kip Adada's music when I interviewed him literally on the radio on KSCO in Santa Cruz. And, uh, and, 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 and during coming in and out of each commercial break, because it was a regular show, we had real commercials, he, I would play some of his music. He goes, oh, I see you have all of my albums there in the studio with you. He was very proud of that. And I said, no, as a matter of fact, I went to Napster and downloaded this stuff so I could have the sounds to play for you today because KSCO was not really paying me a lot of money um, or almost any money. Uh, and, uh, and I certainly wasn't going to go buy those albums. And he was fucking furious. He felt like that was taking money out of his pocket, and I tried to explain to him that this was exposure, which I now understand as someone who, you know, is like, well, we're not going to pay you, but imagine the exposure you're going to get. It's like, yeah, let me, let me tell that to my landlord, or when I check out at the supermarket. 
anyhow, I uh, I understood his. Uh, I didn't understand at the time his unhappiness. I understand it now in retrospect. But what I did understand was that he was so furious. He hung up the phone, and he hung up the phone. It was clearly an old school phone. He was not talking to me on a cell phone where you just kind of push the button. He had like a legitimate landline phone, and you could hear it kind of rattling around the uh, the place where you hang it up in the cradle. I guess that's what it's called. You could hear it rattling around the cradle. And um, and so I will continue to play that sound forever and forever and forever. And of course, it ends with my good friend, uh, the Canadian uh, radio personality and uh, stand-up comedian, voice actor, Brian Cox. And then everything else in the middle we'll forget about later on. Anyhow, so there you go. So that's what's happening. Now, um, in the last couple of episodes, I listened back to them. Uh, I think the technical turn is obsessively. And what I realize is that... Th- 30 minutes, which I have committed to limiting these shows to, primarily because I'm sitting here by myself. And so my voice for more than 30 minutes, um, my experience is to listen to me talk for more than 30 minutes. Generally, I have to pay somebody to do that. And so uh, 30 minutes is the maximum. And um, what I realized in listening back to the last quote-unquote one episodes is... uh, that uh, it's a much smaller canvas. 30 minutes is not as much time in my head as when I used to do a regular radio show that had a couple of hours uh, on the air, two or three hours in the air. And we used to do a podcast that was sort of 90 minutes without commercials came into about the same amount of talking time. 30 minutes is pretty damn tight, right? We've already burned through about six minutes. And mostly what I've done is, is, you know, nonsense babber, as my friend Parvis would say. And so I'm going to try and tighten these episodes up. I'm going to try to limit them to just a particular topic along the way. And, uh, and I'm not hit my elbow on the desk which somebody said they couldn't hear, but I can hear it and it annoys me. So I'll promise not to do that. I feel like I need to wear pads. I need to be in like wrestling pads, like my elbows and my hands, because I can't, you can't see me. And I don't know that I'll ever do this with a camera. I mean, I I can, this one's sitting like literally less than a foot away from my face, but I'd become self-conscious. Whereas hearing my own voice doesn't make me self-conscious, just makes me fall in love with myself a little bit more. Uh, as if that were that possible. Anyhow, um, so uh, so I, I, I'm trying to tighten this up along the way, and I will get better and better as time goes on. And so if you've listened to the initial episodes and you are uh, all in, thank you. Uh, hopefully uh, you will tell your friends about this. And let me just say at the beginning of the show, remembering to try to do the formatics that I learned in radio school. Um, if you want to get in touch with us along the way, you should be able to do that, and you can there's an email address. It is robin at notthepodcast.show, R-O-B-I-N at notthepodcast.show. Uh, you can also either leave a voicemail or send a text message to 470-PODCAST. That's 470-PODCAST. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter. Um, there's nothing there. Nobody has, but what the fuck? It's uh, at notthepodcast99, notthepodcast99. Uh, cause we're, you know, if we, 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 if we're 99, we have a little bit of room for improvement. So there you go. So one of the things that I, 
promised myself I'd stop doing is smacking my lips because when I look at the, it, it makes it very hard to equalize the show to load it up because there's these little sound spikes, not from me talking, but from whatever I do, that lip smacking kind of a thing that makes it almost impossible to fucking edit the show. So anyhow, what, one of the things that I, I thought about today, sort of as I was coming in to, to figure out what I wanted to talk about and kind of limit the scope of the show is I didn't want this to be an, an opportunity for me to complain for a half an hour on a weekly basis. Again, um, to do that, I generally have to pay someone and it's deductible on my taxes. And so I'm trying to be very, very careful about not complaining. I, I could imagine, and I think one of the reasons I didn't do a show over the last year or two is every time I sort of sat down and thought about, well, what am I going to talk about? The topics that came to mind were lots and lots of complaints. Nobody really, I mean, it's not that nobody wants to hear about that. I think a lot of popular culture is listening to other people complain, and, and that can be entertaining, right? There's some, you can relate to that oftentimes. There's some schadenfreude that goes into it, and probably other German words that I'm misusing. But, um, but I didn't want that to be about that. And so, I'm going to try to stick to that and and be uh, and be as positive as possible as I can. And so um, there's two things that are positive that I want to talk about, and they're a little bit of a flex, or at least I want to mention them um, because I think they kind of go to larger issues. So uh, I have been um, reworking an electric guitar. I've I've been learning guitar over the last, I guess six or seven years now and taking lessons for the last two years. And I'm competent as a guitarist at this point. I think on an acoustic guitar, you could probably put almost any song in front of me with chords and I could play and sing along to it. So I'm, a, I'm great for a campfire. So if you're having a campfire, and, and if you're not, why aren't you? Um, you can invite me. And, and as long as I have a chord sheet, I can probably you know play and sing along to 90-something percent of the things that you come across at this point. So that's, that's a level of competency. I don't know if I call it mastery, but a level of competency. Um, but more recently, I've been trying to learn how to play the electric guitar, and that doesn't sound as good as just strumming chords. You really want to play that as a single note kind of an instrument. And so I've been learning how to do that, and I've been, I have a number of electric guitars, and some of them are easier than others. And anyhow, bottom line is I, I bought myself a used at a used music store, you know, a few hundred dollar electric guitar, but from a company that's no longer business. It's called Parker. It was a Parker guitar, uh, for those of you uh, who may be aficionados. And uh, and so I found a used Parker guitar, not the top of the line, not the Fly original, you know, pre-refined, but but like a Parker Fly lower end, you know, kind of mass-produced Fly, but incredibly light, like like just over five pounds, which as you'll know from electric guitar is like nothing. It's like that's a flyweight. And so um, I bought this thing, uh, and it's white, and I don't have any white guitars, and I took it home. Anyhow, b- bottom line, I, I love. Of it, but whoever had it before me decided to kind of modify it and trick it out. And in the process, I don't think they knew what they were doing, and they fucked it up pretty badly. Not the physical, you know, body of the guitar, but all the electronics and stuff that go into it. So I've spent the last couple of weeks kind of working and rewiring it and making it work again. And I've noticed that there's been a lot of hum in the amplifier, right? You hear that, and there's sort of good hum and bad hum. And initially, a couple uh, a year ago, I traced that hum to a new refrigerator that I had, had installed. I'd had an 
old refrigerator in my apartment and it was sort of on its last legs. And so I thought a new modern refrigerator would use electricity and be quieter. And I think the first is true and the second one maybe not. But anyhow, I noticed after I got this new refrigerator that um, I was getting a tremendous amount of electrical noise on my guitar amplifiers, like all over my house. Like this thing was generating a ton of electrical noise. And I was like, fuck, can't believe this because I didn't want to have to like optimize my new refrigerator for electrical noise capabilities or properties. And so I went and I found like this very large noise filter that you can buy. And I, anyhow, that worked fine. Great. Okay. And so for the last year, everything's worked just perfectly. I've been able to play the guitar electrically and all that good stuff. Anyhow, so now I'm working on this new electric guitar, this Parker thing, Maxfly thing that I got. And I'm plugging it in and I'm noticing that I'm getting these noises again. It's like, what the fuck happened here? So I go and I take a look at the filter, right, that I installed. And I move the refrigerator away. And the filter is like showing that one of the lights uh, on the circuit is off. And I think to myself, oh, the fucking filter is broken. And what I realize is, no, the outlet is broken. The electrical outlet on the wall, you know, sort of at eye level for the refrigerator. So like a separate dedicated refrigerator outlet, if those things exist, is is doesn't have a ground, an electrical ground. And for those of you who know anything about electronics, this is not a good thing. This is a bad thing. And so initially, I think like I plug it into the top one, the ground is fine. I plug it into the bottom one. The ground is not okay. Long story, only slightly less longer. I realize I have to replace it. And so summoning up all of my electrical engineering experience at 6.30 the next morning, because I was smart enough not to do this at 11 o'clock at night, 6.30 the next morning, I am out at the local Home Depot. By 6.15, I have a new outlet in hand. By 7 o'clock, I am home, have the power off and the wall opened up and the outlet taken apart and all of the tools. And by 7.30, I am in like Flynn, everything is working again perfectly. And so I've saved myself whatever it costs an electrician to come out, troubleshoot and install a new outlet for you. I guess that's got to be about a hundred bucks these days. Everybody I tell the story to goes, no more. <laughs> I go, that's going to be about a hundred dollars. Everybody's like, no, no more, much more, much more. And so that then got me started on looking for other things to fix. And I realized that uh, I have one of these smart doorbells this is scintillating conversation, I understand. Um, and and recently, like, it's been restarting and restarting. You sort of see it flashing its lights in the front and going through the startup process. And bottom line there was I decided, okay, it's time to get rid of this. This is a very first generation. They don't really support it anymore. It's not part of anybody's ecosystem. It's not like part of an Alexa ecosystem or Google Home or even the, the Apple HomeKit ecosystem. And so I bought a new smart doorbell and took all of that stuff apart and wired all of that up and turned off the power for the transformer. And I got, and so this week I have saved myself in, in cash and prizes a few hundred bucks of doing all of this work myself. And so that's a flex that I'm really, really proud of. And so I really, I like that. So, so I wanted to share that for you. And, and I realize that I'm, I'm fortunate, I'm blessed, right? That I, that when these things happen, I, 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 I'm thinking about this now, like I noticed, I don't know, about a month ago that the toilet in the main bathroom, that the commode in the main bathroom was making noise all the time. And I kind of opened the lid and it looked to me like it was running all of the time. And here in Northern California, we have a terrible, terrible drought right now. And I water the lawn, shouldn't water at all really, but like a couple times a week for like 10 minutes. It's, 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 you know, it's a, it's a problem. And so it, it bothered me not only for the noise and the waste, but also like, this is the wrong time to be like letting a toilet run 24 hours a day, even if it's a tiny amount. 
And so I was able to, like, again, go to Home Depot, buy all of the equipment, turn off the water, have the right tools, have the tools, making it much easier, and replaced the entire fill, float, you know, locking assembly and put it all back together. Every Like, again, like within half an hour. Again, probably would have cost me a hundred bucks if I called in a plumber. No more. Would have definitely cost you more. And so there you go. So I feel lucky that I live in a space and I have the tools to navigate this myself, especially as someone who is single and, and lives alone, that I'm, I'm able to kind of take care of myself in this way. And one of the things that I've been thinking about, again, not complaining, but just kind of throwing it out, is as I get older, I'll have a major birthday coming up in, a, in, in about a month, is and I have friends who are older than me, is things start to slow down and you can't always do these things for yourself. And so I'm beginning to think about like, well, what would that mean? Because at least right now, intellectually and physically, I can navigate the world at at least 100, if not 110%. Like I'm doing just fine. But I can imagine that there will be a period of time and not necessarily 50 years from now when I'm not able to. And I don't have any tools to navigate that. I don't know how to even process or analyze that. I don't have experience, never talk with my folks about that. I have older relatives, but talking to them is kind of a challenging thing to do because it... It, it's a touchy kind of a subject. You know, my sister, I think, wants to mostly just retire at some point, and, and I'm, I'm into that. God bless her. But, but like, again, like, how do you handle that? So that's a, that's a thing that I'm thinking about. Anyhow, the topic I wanted to talk about was, and I realize now that I have less than half the show left, but that's okay. We'll, we'll optimize this. For a single topic, this is not a bad thing to talk about. I deleted the Clubhouse app from all my devices this week. Dun, dun, dun. And if I were smart, I would have had that sound effect in my board here, but I'm trying to keep it simple. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Clubhouse is social audio. That's the class of application that it's known as. If you think about it as being um, kind of a real-time, unstructured podcast uh, that happens on a platform that uh, can kind of be like a pop-up podcast. And by the way, I think that's actually a pretty interesting idea for a show. I should probably write that down, a pop-up podcast. But it's a pop-up co- podcast where it can be about anything. And this started and took off during the beginning of the pandemic. And it took me, I don't know, I got into it... Uh, over a year ago, I think. I mean, quite a while ago. And so I was, I still needed it. You still need an invitation when I, when I, again, that's not a flex, but you needed an invitation. And so there was some curation to the people who were part of this. And there was also some curation to the rooms. That's what they call them. The, the, the channels, the rooms that people were starting. And a lot of them were about politics and okay, that was fine. There was some crypto NFT stuff that was interesting. There was some positivity and coaching that was okay. But for me, the stuff that was always interesting were things that either had to do with uh, digital health, which is an area that I'm pr- particularly interested in, or a uh, future of transportation, um, and the fun rooms. So there were game rooms and trivia rooms and rooms where we would kind of do uh, rankings, you know, kind of, you know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, like, like final, you know, like, like fantasy football kinds of things, like best sitcom finale or, you know, best TV show theme music, those kind of things. And those are very entertaining. And the people that came to those rooms, generally speaking, were nice, fun, fun, lighthearted people. And what I've noticed over the last six months is those rooms are all gone. 
right? Even the rooms that are sort of trans supportive rooms, there used to be a daily morning trans LGBTQIA, but specifically like a trans room that I would occasionally drop into. Sometimes I would go up on stage and talk, not always, but, um, but, but that room like that also fucking disappeared. Like those people left and I kept the app on my phone because there has been a room on Thursday, uh, late afternoon, early evening here in California, early evening on the west, on the East Coast, that has been a music trivia game. Uh, someone who, uh, Deborah Barsha, um, who is a, a singer, songwriter, composer, done some Broadway stuff, I guess a name, a, a real person, and seems like a lovely individual, um, had a room where you basically, like, would they play snippets of songs from the, I think, 70s and 80s, now it's like 70s, 80s, and 90s, and then the first person has to kind of unmic the mute themselves and call out both the name of the artist and the name of the song. And I have a lot of uh, weird knowledge in that space. And so I would, I, I looked forward to that. And what I realized early on is I was getting some really random ones. There were people that really understood sort of funk from the 70s and soul from the 70s and 80s and lots of, you know, that kind of music, pop music, which I know, but not as well. But I knew like real outlier kind of shit. And what's interesting is when, when I would answer those, she would often say, again, in the room, she could like, how do you know that? And like, I don't know how you answer a question like that. I, I think the first time I said, I, I know that because I'm really old, which I thought was a kind of clever, funny answer. But then she would ask me again, like, how do you know that? And it's like, I, I, are we looking for like the neurochemistry of how memories are formed and recalled? And like, I don't fucking know. And, and so... Again, it's like I, I, I think I said like I, I've mentioned before, Deborah. Maybe didn't feel like I, I'm old, and I just remember these random, weird kind of things. You know, like I, you know, maybe I should have said I'm neurodivergent, and so these are the things that stick to the roof of my brain. But whatever it was, it was clear that I was not someone that she favored. I don't think she disliked me, but like I was not going to be part of what was going on. So the first couple of weeks, when she would call up the room and she would announce the room, my little photo would be there. So I'd get early notice notice of it. And now, like, I wasn't getting that any longer. I was no longer getting early notification. But I went looking for the room, and I would jump into the room. And I don't know, eight out of you know nine times, I'd be able to get into the room. And uh, I mean, I I make sure that I was free on Thursday night because I was enjoying this, and and I was happy for the other people that really understood what was happening in this space. But I was I was irritated because when other people would get an answer to a, a song right, they'd be like, yes, excellent, fabulous. And when I would get the answer to something really obscure right, they would be like, yeah, that's right. And I thought, like, again, maybe I'm projecting and I, I recognize that I can be sensitive to these kinds of things. H hence, again, why I pay somebody <laughs> on a weekly basis to listen to me and work through these things. But, but also as someone who grew up understanding that they were different, right? And your spidey senses become very highly attuned. Like I can generally tell, right, when somebody is weirded out by me because I'm trans. Not not a hundred percent. And and it's and I would say it's it's rare to never that someone is overtly hostile these days here in Northern California in the circles that I live and work and play in. But you can often tell, I, I think I can tell with some pretty high degrees of certainty, when someone is weirded out by me, the, the reaction, the interaction is not tight. It's not, I wouldn't say that it's not warm, but it's, it's just kind of, it's transactional. I went to a dinner a week ago on Friday. We sat with a bunch of people and there was somebody across from me and I thought, 
like I immediately it's like you're weirded out by me. Like you know that you can't be overtly hostile to me, and you also realize that I'm adding value to what's going on here, right? So like you can't dismiss me, but there's something about you that's weirding you out. And and so like clearly this is not about me. This is about you, but this is about me reflecting on you and then you reflecting on yourself. And so there's something weird going on in this room and I just thought to myself well, that's fine. I'm still enjoying the room. And then this last week, right, because I had a bunch of, like I mentioned, lots of nice things going on in this last week, really feeling good, you know, fixing things and flexing things and, you know, all that stuff that's been happening this week. Um, I, 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 I sort of opened the Clubhouse app on a couple of occasions and would kind of jump into rooms. And what I realized was this is not for me. These were people who were just yelling at each other or there was rooms with hot takes that were just really awful hot takes back when i did talk radio if people were not calling in and kseo is a 10,000 watt station but it didn't always have listenership you know 24 hours a day it was not like a major you know new york los angeles chicago dallas kind of radio station and so if you wanted to get the phones lit up you could you could say let's talk about abortion you know or let's talk about gun control like these were these hot topics you know these hot items that you could you know push buttons on and then the fucking phones would light up and by the way it was all heat no light nobody was learning anything and so i avoided those kind of topics and frequently wouldn't get a lot of callers and as you can tell that's not a problem i have no trouble filling up the time um and also had co-hosts and so i'd have a conversation with people which is much more entertaining than me monologuing but nevertheless and so i i but i but i've kept the app on my phone and 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 other devices and i've listened in and what i realized this week is like every time i open the app and jump into a room 90 X percent of the time, like I am angered or offended either by the fact that there are so many people who are who are sort of aggressively arguing what I consider to be either an intellectually dishonest position or a position that's cruel, that's based in cruelty or, you know, without and not compassion uh, or or just kind of uh, being a troll about things and and kind of arguing about topics that I think are really not subject to discussion. Like you don't, you know, in my, my worldview, like you, you, whoever the hell you are, you don't get to debate the legitimacy of my existence and identity. Like that's not something that's open for a conversation. And when I was younger, I was an, I was a free speech absolutist, uh, you know, having gone to law school and, and, and studied the space, I always felt that the greater good was served by allowing the expression of all kinds of opinions, right? Sunlight is the best disinfectant. It was much better to have these ideas out in the open and recognize them and be able to debate them than to shut down conversation. And along the way, somebody suggested, I read this someplace, that that they were not a free speech absolutist because there were some people whose position was that I should not have free speech and that he, they were not in support of somebody having the ability to express the position that I shouldn't have the ability to express my position. And, and I thought to myself, I, I think that's right. I, I think that feels more, more honest to me. It's not as idealistic as I was when I was younger. But also, I don't want to leave the door open for people to take away my right to exist. Like, you don't get... So, so that, from my point of view, like, you, you, can, you can, if you want to, have conversations about how to understand 
trans identity, I suppose. I have my own experience. That's not what this show is about. But um, although I'm most happy to always happy to talk about it. But like, but you don't get to you don't get to discuss the legitimacy of this identity, right? Like I'm a fucking live, free, breathing human being. And so, and what I found was these rooms were, I hate the word, but like they were triggering me over and over and over again. And I, and I thought, well, but it's worth staying on the platform just to have the ability to be part of this, this room on a weekly basis. Cause I enjoy the music trivia. It, it makes, it tickles my brain, makes my brain laugh. And I jumped into the room this week. I actually jumped into the room by mistake last week and started the room by accident. It gave me the ability to do that, which it doesn't ever do, but it gave me the ability to start the room. I started the room. Some people came into the room. I was looking for Deborah. Turns out that she had canceled the club that week. And then she came into the room and she goes, I told you the room was canceled. And I said, I wasn't in the fucking room last week. I didn't hear that the room was canceled. And so afterwards, I sent her a note and I apologized and said, I'm sorry I started the room. I didn't know that the room had been canceled. And when I went, I saw the green button, which I assumed was join the room in progress. What I didn't realize, it was like, no, no, start the room. And so I, I sent her a note of apology and I got no response. It's not like she owes me a response. Like, well, we're not having any conversation. And started, so I thought, well, that's weird, like a whole week, and I sent her a note, and, I, and like, you haven't responded to my note, or even, like, all you have to do is say, like, don't worry, it's not a problem. Like, that's it. Even if you don't believe that, the kindness is, because I, heartfelt, like, I didn't know I had made a mistake, like, starting this room. By the way, we shut the room down in, like, 15 minutes. It was not a big deal, like, 10 minutes. It was no big deal. Nothing was taken. We didn't try to run the room without or any of that shit. So... So when I went to the room this week and I got in there, uh, sorry, got into the room and listened and, and there were a couple of songs where like, I knew these things and I, and they were really sort of obscure songs from the seventies and maybe it was one nineties. I don't remember. Sorry. But anyhow, it was like, is like, what's the, what's the deal? And it was like, and I got the answers right and I got nothing for it. Right. I just got nothing for it. Oh shit. And I thought to myself, you know what? This is 60 seconds remaining. Well, there you go. Now we understand what's happening. So what I, what I thought was, I enjoy this room, but now I don't feel like at least I'm being respected in this room or at least treated like everybody else. Like if I get a random thing right, especially one that nobody else normally gets right, because like uh, there are people that know the music from that era, right? And I get one of these things right, like I, I would like a little, a little tiny love, right? Like something, it doesn't cost anything. And I thought like, I'm not willing to negotiate for love. I've reached a stage in my life, and I forget where I saw it recently, and I forget what, who said it, but basically what it said was like, you should spend your time around people that want to spend their time around you. And, and so I thought, I think I feel that, that that's true, and this room no longer feels like that. Oh. All right, my hands are in the air. Like, I just don't care. Anyhow, so uh, so I deleted the app, and that was on Thursday after the show was over, and I, I have to admit that I've been going through a little teeny-weeny bit of withdrawal the last couple days, um, because I know that, like, I want to open it and see whether one of those old rooms that I really enjoyed, you know, the... The, 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 the kind of ranking of TV shows or movie rooms, the movie discussion rooms, like something of that nature. I think I dropped into a movie discussion room a weekend last weekend, and that was entertaining. But I thought, you know what? But the, the, the upside versus the downside is not worth it. And so, uh, so there you go. The good news is, 
I have this podcast, and so do you. Anyhow, thanks so very much for joining us this week. Robin at Not the Podcast, a show 470. I ran out of music podcast, uh, Not the Podcast 99, and I will see you next week. Uh, please uh, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Give us a rating and a review, all of that stuff. There shouldn't be silence here. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye. This is over now, and you just got to deal with it. I want you to know it's over. It's over, Johnny. It's over. It's over. Go away. It's over, Harvey. I'm sorry. I need to get on with my life. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Elvis has left the building. This is the Schnauzer Logic Radio Company.